Hello, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and today is day number 207 since we came back on the air. And today I'm reading another story to you given to us a few days ago by a visitor by the name of Carly. Carly's a traveler and has been all over. She's shared a few stories with us from her adventures, and here she writes, This story took place near Detroit. I could see the skyline. I'd been heading in that direction for a while, and I was excited to be so close. The last car I had been driving had run out of gas, and I had decided to walk for a while. It's no New York, but it did take my breath away. Something about cities is exciting. When the world was still alive, that's where there was the most life. Cities buzzed or hummed with everything that was going on. Cities are where you find the art and culture in the world. And each city is different. They each have their own kind of energy. Anecdotally, don't go to Chicago. It's actually like the scene in The Walking Dead in the first season when Rick rode into the city on horseback and had to be rescued by Glenn. I did that. Not on horseback, but in an SUV. It was on the Magnificent Mile. It was stupid to go, but I wanted to see it. There was a time when the Zeds were so thick around the vehicle that I couldn't have gotten out except for someone else being a distraction for me for just long enough for me to get out of there. Regardless, this happened near Detroit, or as near Detroit as I got. What I found that was interesting was a greenhouse. It was in a pretty suburban area. I had passed a high school a mile or two back. I rounded a bend in the road, hoping I wasn't hitting a zombie-infested cul-de-sac when I looked up and saw the largest greenhouse I have ever seen. It looked like it could have been a commercial operation in the real world. It was a sunny day, and there was not a zombie in sight. The place looked like palm tree mirage in a desert. I couldn't believe it. The place was obviously in full operation. It was pristine. There was well-manicured landscaping around it, including several cherry and apple trees, It must have been close to a football field in size, maybe minus the end zones. The glass was perfectly clean and almost seemed to glow in the afternoon sun. I approached in full sight, figuring that whoever was running this thing probably had sentries. I found that it's easier to make friends with friendly people if you let them see you coming rather than sneaking up on them. When folks are unfriendly, they tend to let you know right away too, and you don't have to waste your time. Sure enough, they approached me and were friendly. The sentries that met me were both women in long, flowing skirts. You know that image that comes to mind when you describe someone as an old hippie? Those were these people. Except with sidearms. I don't carry a gun, which I told them, and revealed to them my dagger. Again, it's easier to make friends with people when you're up front at the get-go. If I thought this place was impressive from the outside, it was nothing compared to the inside. They could have fed a village with what was growing in there. And they did. I learned from my new friends there that this greenhouse supported an entire community with enough surplus that they had a good amount of trade with neighboring communities, for which it was a staple food source as well. There was more than just food being grown there, too. There were flowers, huge sunflowers that they assured me produced seeds enough to eat, more different kinds of orchids than I've ever seen, and lots of both normal and exotic-looking plants. There was an ancient-looking woman tending to some small purple flowers, She called them blue vervain and told me they were used to treat pain and inflammation. She pointed out many other plants and told me what their medicinal uses were. Tending a row of broccoli was a young man they introduced to me as Ben. He was wearing burlap overalls that must have been a seed bag, but were perfectly tailored to the man who wore them. Their community must have a talented tailor or seamstress. Ben pointed out different vegetables to me and let me ask a million questions. 
I've seen operational farms in different parts of the world, but I've never seen anything like the operation within that greenhouse. I was impressed and showed it. They beamed at me, obviously proud of their work. They did not, however, invite me to their community. I don't know where their community was located or how close it was. They referred to it as simply home. I asked if it was walled, and they hesitated and diverted the conversation. When I asked the size of home, they again evaded the question. I came to realize that they were open and welcoming about their food operation, but were very secretive about where they lived. I can't blame them, not trusting a stranger with details about their home. Not surprising, then, that they didn't invite me to stay overnight. They did, however, offer me food. They gave me carrots and potatoes, tomatoes and greens. I was on my way in a couple of hours, rucksack full of these amazing fresh foods. I ate like a king that night, squatting in a split level a few miles away. So there you have it, folks. If you are a fellow traveler and you find yourself within sight of Detroit, there is an amazing greenhouse. Sounds like you might be able to stop by for a tour. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.